Welcome to the Christian Life Coach Collective. I am your host, Laura Malone, and we're here to talk about life coaching, entrepreneurship, leading yourself well, and lots of spirit-led life and business strategies. So thanks for joining me on this journey, and let's jump into today's episode. Okay, I read a devotional every morning because it is the best way for me to simply ingest the word of God and start my day off with a connection to him because it's already planned, right? Like this yearly devotion, even if I don't get it every day, I know I can go back because some days I want to read multiple devotions and I read My Utmost for His Highest by Oswald Chambers. It is a classic, it is old, and it is solid. So I want to share, and I know I've shared some things from that in the past, other episodes over the past couple of years, but I recently read something that really stuck with me and it had to do with Peter denying Jesus three times and uh, it's in all the gospels, but in John 13 specifically, Peter had a, a strong ability to make oaths that he could not keep. <laughs> he said, no, Jesus, you'll never wash my feet. And then Jesus is like, well, you'll have no part in me then. And Peter's then like, well, wash everything, Jesus. <laughs> and then Jesus says, you know, where I'm going right now, you can't follow me. Later on, you will. And Peter's all, but Lord, I'll lay down my life for you. And Jesus is like, oh, will you, will he? Really? Because like, you're going to deny me three times before the rooster grows, right? And I'm thinking, <laughs> first of all, we used to live in Hawaii in a very like rural area of the big island, close, like jungle. <laughs> and... Our neighbors had roosters, and I mean a lot of them. There's no reason to have more than one rooster if you have to have a rooster. But I would wake up every morning to them, and sometimes in the middle of the night, they would just get confused or something. And when a rooster crows, you know it. It's like penetrating your brain. It like goes through your ears, and eh, it hurts. <laughs> but you can't miss the sound because there's really nothing like it. And you think... Well, Peter got to a place he had, I think, I think he denied the Lord to a servant girl, denied him again to the same girl, and then denied him to, ugh, who was the third guy? The, the, the third one was a guy. Anyway, they all thought he was with Jesus, right? So he denied Jesus because basically we're weak and we're afraid. <laughs> Peter was weak and afraid, no matter how we try. Life without God's presence, without partnership with him, without connection, it's weak. And he had fear because he didn't know what are these people going to do if they think he is with Jesus. In Matthew 26, it says that after Jesus told Peter he would deny him, Peter went on to say, even if I have to die with you, I will never deny you. And all of the rest of the disciples said the same thing. So it wasn't just Peter talking from his soul. It was all of them. Peter and the disciples had this fascination with Jesus that allowed them to follow with an external passion and resolution. That It allowed Peter basically to deny his Lord and Savior, even though he believed he was the Son of God and had faith, until he received the Holy Spirit and it became an internal following, which is what Oswald Chambers called internal martyrdom. And I, it made me think of these scriptures found in like uh, Luke 9, 23, 
where he said, if anybody will come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross daily and follow me. That's an internal martyrdom. We're not dying physically, externally. We're not becoming martyrs every day. We're becoming a martyr on the inside by saying, I deny this life that wants to rise up, this soul that wants to rise up, the old man. And then Galatians 5.24 says, those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. And John 12.24, truly, truly, I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the earth and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. So when we actually allow that internal martyring to happen. Like we're, we're, we are actually choosing, allowing the spirit within us to rise up and choose to crucify the flesh and its passions and desires. That's the, our soul and our body is the flesh that the spirit wants to rise up and lead, but it has to die. And then when it does, it bears so much fruit. 2 Corinthians 5.17 is one of my favorites. Therefore, if anyone's in Christ, he's a new creation. He's the old has passed away and behold, the new has come. The old man, the old soul <coughs> and uh, the old, the body, right? All of the flesh, the old man is gone. He has been fully redeemed through faith in Jesus and the work of the cross. The new has come. The new is this born again spirit that is alive in us because of faith in Jesus. And Galatians 2.20, I have been crucified with Christ. Not on an external physical level, but on that internal realm. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. So Oswald Chambers goes on to say how we we need to trust only in Jesus and not the changes God has brought about in us because it leads us to vows and resolutions and oaths that we make from the soul realm. They're always going to end in denial because we don't have power to carry them out on our own. We need a true inner man renewal. We have to trust in the Lord alone. Go to him in prayer and not just in supplication, but in listening to what he is saying and where he's leading. And when our commitments are to him and we seek his kingdom first, we'll find the strength from his spirit within us, leading us in the way we should go. So we have to actually have to change our minds about God. At the deepest levels, we need to move into his truth and be in the word and let him be our mirror. Our willpower is never enough to do the things that matter most. Our souls are not capable of true, sustainable hope and joy without the fruits of the Spirit flowing. And to bear the fruits of the Spirit, get this, you need the Spirit. And the Spirit within you needs to be in operation. And then the fruit grows. And not just suddenly one, like there one minute in its complete fullness. It has to have seeds and then sprouts and then light and water And it needs to be cared for and given attention if you want to keep that fruit of the Spirit. So what are the things in your life right now that you're working extra hard at, especially at the beginning of the year? If if you're listening to this beginning of January when it comes out, (laughs) the resolutions, the goals, the the new plan, you know? What are you working so hard at, even with an external passion for them, 
Um, are they maybe net this year's resolutions or maybe still focused on last year's goals? Are they hopes and dreams in your soul that you've never submitted to the Lord and surrendered to see if he would hand them back to you? Where is your level of internal martyrdom? Are you living like Christ is your all in all? If so, what areas of life are you doing it in and which areas need some alignment and attention? Are you operating in the spirit and following Jesus or asking him to follow you and the oaths that you make, the vows you make, internal vows can really be chains that you, you get um, bound down, bound by. And then the resolutions and even your goals, when they're out of alignment with God's will for you, it's going to be such a struggle. It's going to require willpower. And just, I don't know, I just keep seeing willpower not working, <laughs> not just for me, but for my clients. It's just so hard to operate out of willpower without changing your paradigm, which is your beliefs, thoughts, imaginations. And that's all going to affect the what you feel and what you do, right? So... Are you willing to stand and say, yes, I'm with Jesus? Like Peter, what would have happened if he had said, yes, I am with Jesus, instead of denying that he was? And then not only say it to the world, but say it to your soul and remind yourself of the, the way in which your spirit really longs to go. Say it to your calendar, your business, your home, your family, your body, your workouts, your fridge and pantry, your desires and goals and dreams and plans. So then Jesus goes and he takes all the guys up to the Garden of Gethsemane and he asks them to pray while he goes off alone. When he comes back, they're all asleep. After just pronouncing that they would do anything for him, he's like, hey guys, seriously, you can't keep your eyes open for just an hour to pray and partner with me about the literal number one event in all of humankind and the world that will impact every generation of your family for eternity, like <laughs> forever. Thank you. <laughs> so in Matthew 26, 41, Jesus said that the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. In this verse, the word spirit is actually the Greek word pneuma, and it refers to the soul. So you have to remember that the words heart, spirit, soul, mind, strength, they're all a little confusing in the Bible because of the translation. So you have to do a little research to see what's really being talked about, regardless of the English version, which makes you think, oh, you know, he said the spirit's willing, but the flesh is weak. Well, in the way that we talk about how we are made up of spirit, soul, and body, the Greek word that was translated into spirit here actually refers to soul. So you won't know that if you don't do a little research, but um, every time you read, this is a little side note, bunny trail, but every time you read heart, spirit, soul, mind, strength, go see what the Hebrew and the Greek say and at, find out what it's actually referring to. Okay, back on track. So Jesus is speaking to them and saying, I know your souls said that you would stand with me, but I also know that your body is weak. And remember that your brain is part of your body. Your mind is part of your soul, but your brain is part of your body. It's an organ, okay? It's a muscle. It's an organ. It's part of the body that is weak. And it wants to give in to the needs of the flesh and the comfort and the safety it's wired to seek. This is more proof that you need to nourish your spirit and let it rise up to lead your soul and your body because the soul and the body may say it wants to do something, but it needs 
that needs that greater power from within that only comes from Holy Spirit within you. So my main question is that when you're setting goals and creating resolutions, are you doing it from a place of belief that God is with you in it or from a place of willpower and striving? Because here's the paradigm shift we need. We need to go from, I will make this happen to, I have sought God and I believe he is with me. I seek his will and I will do what I do with him because he's the one that shows me which way to turn left to right, which way to go, when to go, when to stop. And then as you think on his truth and meditate on his promises, you will have so many of the same conscious thoughts that are full of truth that they start informing your subconscious, okay? Repeated thoughts consciously, they inform your subconscious and that becomes a belief that you operate from, whether you know it or not. It becomes default practice, a narrative that you live from. If you listen to episode 222 and learn the pearl practice, paradigm, emotion, action, result, legacy, spells out pearl, you will see that your beliefs inform your thoughts, but your thoughts formed your beliefs. Your conscious thoughts repeated the things you listen to, the things you absorb, what comes in your eyes and your ears and all of your senses and what you meditate on, what you what you dwell on, what you worry about, all of those things, they go in and create beliefs in your subconscious and then that's all connected. They're, it's feeding each other inside of your paradigm. And then that paradigm that you operate from is connected to all your emotions, which affect your actions and behavior, which create results on, over time that all those results culminate in a legacy. We want our legacy to be the fruit of a strong foundation of God's truth. And the only way to do that is to know what he says. Reading the Bible is part of that journey, but learning to practice his presence in your life is another. So talk to Jesus. Yes. Read Jesus. Yes. But listen to Jesus. Allow him to speak in his timing and invite him to show up throughout your day in all of your thoughts in life, business and family, your purpose and identity your plans and goals, all of the things you desire to create, the results you desire to create in your life, and all your resolutions. Make a resolution to live life with Jesus and to live from a place of God's presence and operation within you. If you are called to serve as a guide to others and you want to share this kind of um this kind of revelation about how your paradigm leads to your emotions and your actions and your results and your legacy, then I encourage you to um, jump into the greenhouse course and get trained and certified with Sterling and Stone mentoring as a life coach. And then if you want to start a business, you can jump into the call to call the coach course and learn just all of the simple streamlined process, a system of processes that you need in order for a successful coaching business that allows you to walk in your calling as a coach. Okay. And if you need coaching, be sure to go check out the new coach directory on the sterlingandstonementoring.com website. The links are all in the show notes. So remember all the things are possible, right? We love him. And so all the things are possible. And I think together you and I can figure out how. So I encourage you to go make somebody's day brighter right now. And I will talk to you next time. 
Hey friends, don't forget to jump into the Christian Life Coach Collective Facebook group if you haven't already. So you can connect with like-directed people and get free resources and ask for feedback. All the things that are going to help support you on your calling as a coach. I hope to see you in there and don't forget to subscribe to the show.